Jay Shiram. Welcome to the Paddle Podcast, episode Ramayana Real Time. My name is Nikki Patel, and I'm just your average brown girl trying to display her culture for others to share. And on this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Ramayana, or Ramayan. They're used interchangeably. This topic is very broad, so I'll just try to explain the gist of this great epic to you. First, we'll hit on Hinduism, the characters of the story, and the author. Then I'll discuss plot-twisting stories unlike any other you've heard. Next, I'll explain the cultural impact that Ramayana or Ramayana has had not just in India, but worldwide. And lastly, to close it off, I'm going to have my ba, my grandmother, do a few side readings, followed by my English interpretations. For starters, let me explain Hinduism. Hinduism is a monotheistic religion, meaning its followers only believe in one God and all-encompassing. Vishnu, a form of God, is considered the preserver in the Hindu trinity, along with Shiva and Brahma, but only Vishnu has avatars, or avatars. Avatars are reincarnations of God. They are born in times of great spiritual turmoil to restore the faithful to the path of righteousness. Lord Rama, the hero of the Ramayan, is the seventh avatar of Vishnu, who symbolically slays the representative of demonic behavior, some of who I'll explain later in the podcast. As Rama is the reincarnation of Vishnu, he embodies the qualities of a fearless leader, faithful husband, devoted son, brother, noble soul, and fierce warrior. Emulating the highest qualities of avatars, Rama is worshipped as a god in the Hindu religion. The Ramayan, which can be deduced to basically a retelling of Lord Rama's life, has traveled throughout the centuries from an oral tradition. It dates back to 500 BCE to 100 BCE. This epic is comprised of 24 verses and 7 cantos. This classic story is a sacred Smriti text in the Hindu religion. Smriti, or remember texts, are considered slightly less significant than Shruti, which are ancient Vedas. Now, Vedas are considered scriptures conveyed directly by God to humans who heard the words and taught them to others. The human who happened to hear was sage Valmiki. Valmiki grew up a thief due to his family orientations. Eventually, he wanted to lead his life honestly, therefore he started participating in Jap Yoga. Jap Yoga is a type of yoga that is commonly practiced to cleanse one's body, done with deep meditation for countless hours. Valmiki repeated Lord Rama's name for long hours each day and reached enlightenment. During one of his meditations, he was so far detached from his physical body, an anthill formed on him, thus giving him his name. Every time you hear this sound, just know I'm going to take a quick break to summarize what's being discussed in a couple sentences. By the way, this bell is a traditional instrument used by Hindus to symbolically wake up gods in the morning for prayer. Okay, so now for a quick overview. The Ramayana is an ancient Sanskrit scripture that follows Prince Rama's life. It was written by Valmiki and through generations has become a stable reading in the Hindu religion. Now for a few characters. Ram is the hero of the Ramayana epic. The entire scripture is named after him. He is the eldest and favorite son and is most loved by the people of Ayodhya. Sita is Ram's wife. She is the epitome of womanly purity and virtue. Dasrath is the king of Ayodhya. He is Ram's father. Lakshman 
is Ram's younger brother. Completely loyal to Ram, he chooses to go with Ram and Sita when they are exiled from Ayodhya. Kaikai is Dasarath's second wife and Ram's stepmother. Her son is Bharat. He comes into play in a little bit. Ravan is the king of Lanka and has 10 heads and 20 arms. He is the antagonist of the story. He received a boon, which is a gift from the god Brahma, one of the three forms I mentioned earlier. The gift was that he cannot be killed by gods, demons, or by spirits after performing severe penance for 10,000 years. After receiving this award from Brahma, Ravan began to lay waste to the earth and disrupted the good deeds of Hindu sages. Vishnu incarcerated as the human Rama to defeat him. Hanuman is the wise and resourceful monkey who helps Ram in his quest to defeat Ravan and rescue Sita. He is Ram's greatest devotee and many Hindus worship him for his loyalty to Rama. Just know that Ram's gang essentially includes his wife Sita, his brother Lakshman, and Hanuman. I may be throwing information at you, but hopefully the stories will help solidify the general idea of the scripture, and maybe some things will stick. Firstly, why was Ram pushed into exile by his own father? Ram, son of Dasrath, and Dasrath was the king of Ayodhya in northern India, is banished, well Ram is banished, because of the intrigue of his stepmother Kaikai. Gaike was negatively influenced by her housemaid, who plants seeds of jealousy into her head. The housemaid convinces Gaike that Gaike's son, the second oldest, Bharat, should have held the seat of the throne. Gaike has done many things for her husband, Dasrath, for nothing in return. So here's a crazy story for you. Gaike went to war with Dasrath and placed her finger in the center of the wheel to keep it spinning for the horse-drawn carriage to continue working. It eventually led to Dashrath's win in the battle. Geki used this as blackmail to reason for why their son, Bharat, should be crowned king. Dashrath complies and the kingdom goes to Bharat. When telling Ram to go into exile for 14 years so his brother can have the throne, with great pain, King Dashrath passes away. Then along with Ram, his brother Lakshman, and his wife Sita, who insists on accompanying him, he roams the forest. While Ram is away, Bharat never assumes the throne and long awaits his older brother's return with the rest of Ayodhya. In the end, what Gagai wanted so deeply never occurred. Her portion of the story ends here because what she wanted did not occur. So essentially, she just waited in Ayodhya for Ram to return with the rest of Ayodhya. Unfortunately, what she wanted did not happen and she just had to deal with the consequences. Another profound story is a story of how Ravan, the demon king of Lanka, carries away Sita in Ram's absence. Ram's effort to free her is the heart of the story. One day, not far into their exile, Ram was lured away from their campsite to chase a golden deer with Lakshman. Before leaving, they created an unbreakable circle around their campsite to keep Sita safe. The circle could not let anyone enter, but Sita can leave if she wanted. 
While Ram and Lakshmana were away, Ravana made his entrance. He disguised himself as a sage, asking for flower. It is common for these spiritual leaders, such as sages, to come ask for flour, grains, fruit, and vegetables. Sita, fulfilling her due diligence, offered it to Ravan from inside of the circle, but he declines. He said he would only accept it if and only if Sita steps out of the circle. Sita bit the bait, and as soon as she stepped out, Ravan removes his cloak and takes vulnerable Sita. When Ravan and sorry, when Ram and Lakshman come back from the fake golden deer chase, which is also set up by Ravan, she was nowhere to be found. This story is like a huge trick. First, Ravan sends Ram and Lakshman to run after a fake deer so then they can distract Sita. Ravan played with Sita's goodness and in return, they kidnapped her. This eventually leaves Ram to find his missing wife. He enlists the help of Hanuman, the Hindu god that I mentioned before who's recognized for his monkey-like face and is Ram's perfect devotee. Hanuman flies to Lanka where Ravan's kingdom is and ensures that Sita is in his capture. Ram also obtains the aid of Sugriva, the monkey king who enlists the help of his army. Sugriva's army created a stone bridge in the water to connect Lanka and India because Ram and his army could not fly over like Hanuman. Epic battles ensue between Ram and Ravan. Tricks are played and it led to the triumph of good over evil. Sita is released from Ravan's capture and it is time for them to all go home to Ayodhya. Shabri is another character who has a touching story. She is an old lady who lived in the depths of the forest. She awaited to meet Rama and with her prayers, he appeared at her doorsteps. But before he arrived, she was not sure when he would. In her life, every day, she'd go get fresh fruit from the trees, clean water, and make sure he had a blanket to rest with. That was all she did, and many scholars point out that this was her life's work. But with constant motivation and the infinite amount of hope she had, one day her prayers were answered. Rama arrived at her home, and the very old woman was able to take care of Rama for a short amount of time in his exile. Once Rama left, Shabri eventually passes away after achieving her ultimate satisfaction of being able to be his caregiver. Ram has someone to look after him in the absence of Sita, which is also very beneficial to the story. These stories play such a vital role in Hinduism and entertainingly display important attributes. Many stories like these are told to children from a young age, making them more memorable. When hearing these stories, they are instilling these qualities in themselves and projecting it out into society. Examples of such qualities include honesty, loyalty, and ultimate courage. Children are armed with these traits to hopefully make a positive impact on others' lives. The Ramayana is a practical primer for leading a spiritual life, stories that exist as examples of how to fulfill one's dharma or duty. It's high drama, love story, and cunning strategies to defeat evil contain lessons for ordinary humans. The Ramayana has greatly influenced art and culture in the Indian subcontinent and Southeast Asia. The popularity of the great epic spread to other parts of Asia, even being adopted by other religions such as Buddhism. In Buddhism, followers instill the practice of meditation and yoga, as well as total disassociation 
from the human body for the greater good of essentially a form of self-actualization. For more than 2,000 years, Rama, Sita, and Hanuman have appeared in stories, songs, poems, paintings, statues, plays, and temples, in the works and depictions of devotees, poets, and Hindu teachers throughout Asia. This led to village theaters where the people of South India would act out dramatic traditions called dance dramas. This event is referred to as the Ramlila. This acting out of the stories manifested into a TV series, once watching TV and affording one became the norm. It inspired the 1987 to 1988 televised episodes of the Ramayana, which transfixed the entire country of India for 78 consecutive Sunday mornings. Of course, with any interpretation of such a classic, there are critics. Some critics say that broadcasting this show can be exaggerated and not completely true and could eventually lead to wrongful interpretations, but they all agree that this TV show shaped the manner in which Hindu beliefs are understood today. But having a visual representation of what was going on and what they were reading, it helped connect the dots for many Hindus. Through the stories that are told in the Ramayana, there are a few themes that prevail. I'll just list off a few. 1. It is not your position but your spirit of service that matters. 2. The truth always prevails. 3. Value your support system. 4. Plant seeds of faith. and 5. Unity and diversity is possible and necessary. Ram was portrayed in the Madhya the Purushottam, the best among men, with acting within the limits of social norms. Ram was a role model to many, almost compared to a superhero. For instance, as India Times reported, a member of the Legislative Assembly of Uttar Pradesh, Mr. Surendra Singh, recently asserted that Modi, the Prime Minister of India, is a reincarnation of Lord Ram. In the earliest parts of the Ramayana, Ram partook in abstinence, which then became synonymous with righteousness. Many contemporary right-wing leaders have molded their personas particularly around this concept. Their followers, likewise, perceive their abstinence as a testimony to their ability to control their desires, thereby as a sign affirming their effective leadership. Rama was a great leader and didn't have sex, so if politicians now do the same, they can get away with the law, right? Because at least they are being holy by not engaging in intercourse. Everything else is excusable. Talking about sex and other intimate discussions became a taboo topic in India. Because the older scriptures did not display these behaviors, people started pushing them aside, creating an undiscussed topic. Most people are very conservative when it comes to topics like these, and especially in Southern Asia, talking about India. It makes it socially difficult for children to then open up about their sexualities as well. But in the Ramayana, a dismayed Ram tells Lakshman how he longs for his wife and misses their sexual encounters. It is clear that uncomfortable talks like this occur in the scriptures, but for whatever reason, it is considered unacceptable now. It makes people wonder, why? Why was there a shift? 
Another form of influence is the act of violence. By comparing representations of violence in Balmaki's Ramayana to modern Western legitimations of force, scholars claim that it caused wars for years to come. By reading the violence of how Ram killed Ravan, accelerated that behavior which people wanted to exemplify in other aspects which caused battles and warfare. This is just a classic case of monkey see monkey do. Since readers of the Ramayana are reading of great epic fights, they reflect that behavior in their real life as well. Whether it is for entertainment or to be closer to God, many people read and interpret the Ramayana for different reasons. It has shaped the thinking of many people either directly or indirectly. It has caused people to grow creatively, spiritually, or it has made them more close-minded and troublesome. Although it may seem very outdated, people are still finding it relevant to this day. This epic is referred to as timeless. Lastly, I want to let everyone hear the raw Sanskrit form of the Ramayana. Since it was written by Valmiki in Sanskrit, I'm going to have my ba, my grandmother, recite the Sanskrit form. And then I will follow up with the English translation. I want everyone to be able to actually understand the Sanskrit even if it's very vaguely. Please just close your eyes or maybe just try to focus on the words that are being relayed. Kusha Prabhu Ramo Nama Jinya Sutta Niyatama Mahavyo Gutiman Nadutiman Vashi He, Sri Rama, is a great intellectual, adherent to rules, eloquent, handsome, destroyer of sins, broad-shouldered, strong-armed, having a conch-shaped neck, prominent cheeks. Ramasya Daita Bharya Nitya Pranasama Hita Janakasya Kulejatra Devamayin Nivita Sarvalakshama Samatra Narayana Uttama Vadu Sita Piyunam Gita Ram Rasini Ruhini Yatha. Born in the race of Janak and daughter-in-law of Dasrath, Sita, the beloved spouse of Ram, is like the vat of breath always desired the well-being of Ram. She followed him like the moon. Endowed with all virtues, she is the foremost woman. Ido Pavitra Papano Bunya Vedesya Samitama Ya Kothedra Pamacharitra Sarvapapi Prabhu Janti this story of Rama is sacred and holy. It destroys sins and is equal to the Vedas. Whoever reads it will be freed from all sins. The story of Ramayana enhances the longevity of who reads it and recites it. They will be worshipped in heavens after their death along with their relations. Bye! Jaisi Rama! <laughs> Clearly, this epic is beyond a work of art. Hopefully, you know just a little bit more about the Hindu religion and how the Ramayana continues to make an impact on so many lives today. Thank you so much for your time. Jai Shri Ram.